comfort zone. That that is where you get nerves, mm. but you don't you don't overnight you, you don't become confident in doing something without doing it, do you? You just got to keep on doing it, doing it, doing it until you become confident, uh, and that's when it feels natural. Danny is a keen runner who's passionate about living life outside his comfort zone. In early 2020, Danny set out to undergo a challenge of running five kilometres every day for a year whilst raising funds for charity. The experience has been life-changing and has been the catalyst for embracing and creating lots of other change in his life. Hello and welcome to the Refreshing Change podcast. My name is Nicola Scott and I will be your host. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Really, really big pleasure. Oh, I'm excited. So um, I'm going to hand over to you in a second to give a bit of a brief background, but I came across your Instagram account, which is quite a common theme for some of these podcast guests I've had on. Um, But it was during lockdown when you were doing your running challenge, which I know we'll we'll touch on, and I'm sure you'll share that as part of your your journey. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. I, I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and just connected I, I loved your story and, and I thought the listeners would really benefit from hearing about it so do you want to give us a bit of a brief background about yourself who you are and what you do yeah of course so um I'm Danny um usually known as the running man on Instagram Twitter everything else that I, I tend to push myself out on TikTok nowadays which is weird um but yeah I I started running um, a few years ago, really, about around about 2017. Um, now it was sort of on on and off, really. There was nothing, you know, there was nothing for me to uh, sort of continue running for. I'd, I'd often sign up to an event, I'd do the event, and then I'd drop off the bandwagon. So, yeah, I, I tended to do that coast around for a couple of years, um, not really seeing the benefits. Then, sort of before lockdown, it was literally just before lockdown February 2020 um I knew um I was I was working hard like in my job I work in hospitality um so the hours were long you know I I I was struggling uh mentally really um I was struggling mentally I was not in the best physical shape um and you know I'd done running in the past for, for charities um and one of my friends has his own charity so I like at that point I was like right I'm gonna do something just to keep me going so I set a challenge to run every day uh for a year uh that was my sort of goal that was that was before you know the the, the pandemic was even really a thing essentially um so yeah I, I started that challenge and, and really everything since then has been um you know it's been life-changing since since I, d- I did that challenge you know meeting people socially um mentally physically everything has sort of come together since doing that so it's yeah I'm really grateful for for what it's given me and you said run every day but you didn't just run any distance was it am I right in saying it was a 5k every day for a year yeah so it's five a minimum so a minimum okay. of a day for a year so uh with that in mind you know I I, I did the 5ks um usually my work schedule is like a bit all over the place during that time so I'd be doing Monday to Friday nights in work um then I'd do my 5k after my shift at like seven o'clock in the morning um and then weekends if I had a couple of days off I'd be like oh let's go for 10k so I was you know I was pushing I was pushing the the mileage um now back then as well um I was hitting about 15 stone so when I first started I was 15 stone you know I was um not 
I, I wasn't to look at me I wasn't a runner I wasn't fit at all I had no idea what I was doing I had some cheap trainers from um sports direct you know I, I didn't have any gear you know, all the gear no idea I literally had no the gear none of the gear and no idea so um yeah so I started off and then sort of as time passed by I started losing a bit of weight and I thought you know this is this is doing well for me so then I started putting things into place you know I'd, I'd I'd be cutting out the fizzy drinks and I'd be going to the water and I'd be cutting out the crisps and I'd go into the fruit. Um, and as time went by, you know, I started seeing the, the benefits in my life, in my running and everything else, really, um, which was fab to see. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Obviously, the Refreshing Change podcast is all about change. And you've obviously just, I suppose, through the running, showed how that's kind of changed your life. Has there been other aspects of change within your life Danny or how has change played a role in in your life um so yeah alongside running um you know I've had a lot of change in in the past you know couple of years to be honest you know I've gone from living in uh you know center of Manchester very very built up city to now living in South Wales which is you know polar opposites of where I've, I've lived for the past 27 years um my life has flipped, you know, massively upside down for the for the better. You know, I, I hit a point um, towards the end of last year and, you know, I knew things had to change. I knew, again, when I when I felt myself um, feeling either, you know, out of out of my own body, um, I I knew something had to change. So that that was so I started putting sort of things into place to, to align myself with what I actually wanted in life. Um, so again with hospitality I knew outside of work I loved running I love hiking I love being outside and you know Manchester has limited options <laughs> for coastal pathways or you know things like that so you know I wanted to be somewhere outdoorsy and that that was a big sort of selling point for where I'm living at the moment um yeah I, I think if if you really believe in something, if you really have a, an idea or if you, you know, you feel yourself getting a bit out of, out of body-ish, I like to think of it, um, you know, it's good to sort of align yourself and then think, you know, what do I actually want? Why do I want it? And, you know, how can I get there? Um, because, you know, things, things are in our control. If, if you ever feel like you're, yeah, not to preach, I'm not a preach, you know, that is not what I'm doing. I'm just, this is very personal um and I believe you know it's, it's worked for myself especially during during this time so yeah that's a massive change for for me in the past year mm. I love that how you um obviously were aware of the kind of warning signs or you had your own trigger listened to your body and had that experience and thought right um, and almost like taking responsibility and ownership over that which I absolutely love and it's not always easy is it but it's it's knowing that you that coming back into alignment with what do I really want and then going and making it happen I think a lot of people and I've probably done this in different periods of my life I've been aware of something doesn't feel quite right and, and it's scary sometimes to take the leap or to make the change so you kind of keep just coasting along a little bit and then time goes by and uh, I probably then then had another wake-up call or another nudge and be like right I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do it now but often if we don't if we don't listen to the sign and don't make the change then you know, we don't know what's on the other side of that. And I know we, we'd spoken before, we've recorded this about, you know, moving to Wales and how different life is, but you're loving it there, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm loving every every part of it. You know, I, I can't say it was 
it was an initial thing you know I didn't instantly fall in love I, I loved the area without a doubt you know it was very it appealed to me obviously or, or I wouldn't have moved here but you know it doesn't come without you know your comfort zone is is a huge part of 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 yourself you know you, you very much you do everything in life to be inside that comfort zone and you know to you know running especially you know you you run to get better you run to become become more comfortable that that's how I see it so you know you, you don't initially you don't initially have that you know the, the confidence to go outside and start running um running the way you would if you were doing you spending a year doing it so mm. I think being in that comfort zone is great um but you 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 definitely benefit from being outside that comfort zone and pushing yourself a little bit further uh, for long-term game rather than you know the, the short-term comfort that you do get because yeah you, you do become I, I felt very stagnant in my my life and I, I you know I moved down here and I, I got a bit homesick in the, the first month or so um but I wasn't pushing myself again so I wasn't socializing with people I wasn't pushing myself out there and, and getting like getting to know the area so this this move now I'm you know four months in I'm feeling the happiest I've been in years you know I feel very comfortable in myself um yeah and I'm a beach boy now Nicola which is weird mm -hmm. I for the first time for the you know, like three weeks ago and I was like this is strange <laughs> but yeah. it's good yeah oh it's so good um we'll circle back to the comfort zone because I love that and we'll dive into some of that but the, with the the challenge and the 5k a day I just think that's like hats off to you and you raise a lot of money which is absolutely amazing mm -hmm. Like, talk to me about your thinking and planning. I um, I'd read an uh, um, an interview I think you'd done, and you talked about you know pushing yourself, and you know people thought you were a wee bit crazy maybe before you you started. So, what was that kind of phase before you actually got going? Like, how did you arrive at at the challenge, and how was it received by people? So, I again, like it was, it was a very dark moment at that point um you know I spent a lot of time on social media I was I was aimlessly flicking on Facebook I, I, I could spend all of my spare time doing all the wrong things you know and, and that was pretty much the the, the sort of foundations to why I, I started the challenge I, I thought you know I've I have 30 minutes a day spare every day I could either watch Stranger Things on Netflix or I could push myself to do a 5k every day um, and you know, from running in the past, I know how how beneficial to to yourself that, that is. You know, you get you go outside and you go for a run. You never feel you never feel worse for for, for doing a run. You always feel better. So that was my my planning. Um, so yeah, like I I definitely knew that 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 was sort of what I wanted to do. Um, I'm going off on a tangent here. What, what? what? How? How? How was it received by other people? Because you it, know, there is a there is a big challenge. A five, k you know, running every day is one thing, but a five k and committing to that distance, I suppose, like it is a commitment. Um, I remember the first time I spoke to my family about it. Um, and I spoke firstly. I spoke to um Steve, who is my friend, who is the charity um founder. He does a lot of crazy challenges and things, and I, I thought, you know if anybody I'm going to speak to him first because I thought he's going to be he's going to be an advocate you know what I mean he's, he's not going to knock me down um and again with somebody that's very uh, had very limited um fitness it was a it was a bit crazy it was very crazy uh if, if anything so yeah my family the first thing was like oh my god 
like what why are you doing that uh, my friends in work like one of the guys I started fundraising in the first couple of weeks and he was like I'm not sponsoring you and I was like what what do you mean you're not sponsoring me and he was like because you know it's a year and he said you're only like 10 days in he says I will sponsor you on on the last day and I was like fine I was like literally shake your hand there you go I'm done right and you know having that start and end um I knew that I had something to run towards you know I had something to aim towards so it's not necessarily um I, I broke I broke it up in days of 50 so you okay. know first days were you know a big celebration the next 50 days were a big celebration and I just kept on going and going and going um so yeah my family and friends were all very much like this is this is ridiculous what what are you doing that for um then they started seeing sort of the the progress and the, the consistency in myself um and yeah my 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 own personal um fitness and and you know mental state you know just improved naturally as well which is is great um on the on the flip side you know the instagram was incredible the amount of support that i had during that period was phenomenal you know i started it for being just like an accountability blog you know i i just post every day and was like this is day one this is day two um then people started like jumping on and was like enjoying what i was posting so is it, it was just lovely yeah it's lovely to see that and you know when when friends and family started seeing that as well that was when they started getting on board with it and you know getting involved with the, the raffles and things but uh a lot of doubters in the early days without a doubt yeah mm. And that didn't waver, you know, you didn't waver at all in that period when you were planning and about to start and, and folk were thinking you were crazy. Where, where did that come from? Like, what, what was going through your head? Um, I was scared initially. Um, I'm very scared because it's like looking down the barrel of a gun. You know, you think day one, I was like, wow, right, this time next year, this is where we're going to be and we're going to be at the, the end of it. But like mm. at that time as well, there was a lot um planned out so you know it wasn't it was pre-pandemic like I said so I you know I had holiday books I had um a lot of parties you know family get-togethers um there was a lot involved you know my work especially with you know Christmas period um was was hectic so I was like wow I'm gonna have to literally take my running shoes everywhere I go with me because that that's mm. life um but as the first month went down you know again breaking it up into them little segments it was a lot easier to sort of process rather than looking at 365 days I'd be looking at 50 days and then getting another 50 days under my belt so yeah that it it was scary um I, I remember feeling really anxious running on the hills like a week before I started um and I was thinking this is like I, I got I got a bit nervous and like I could feel my in the first couple of weeks you know I was getting shin splints because I was just I was so excited to start. I was going up hills every day and I was like, this is amazing. Like we had a lot of sunny weather. Um, so I had to take it a step back. But yeah, it was it was a really good, really good um start. But you know, I, I if I look back on it now, I could have been a lot more um a lot more sensible with my <laughs> my running for the for the you know the endurance aspect of things. Mm. I love that you just mentioned it about excitement and about feeling anxious and I don't know if you've come across this or maybe the listeners have but um, there's a woman called Mel Robbins in the kind of personal development space and she talks about 
I suppose your physiological, your body's response to nerves and excitement and how often we can feel really nervous and anxious about something, but our body would be doing the exact same thing if we were feeling excited, you know, the sweaty palms, like clammy, like butterflies in your stomach. But it's often what we tell ourselves, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? So it's, you know, if anyone's in that situation, you start feeling a bit nervous and anxious, how, how could you flip that into, well, I'm feeling excited because um, your body almost doesn't really know the difference um which is quite which interesting that you described both of those sort of aspects of it I love that I love that because I you know running especially I always every time I do a race you know I'm always I say anxious but mm. again it's that feeling it's not it's not anxiety it's um yeah it's excitement if anything it's that excitement feeling and you know I always I'm very uh, jittery person I have to be moving all the time or I get bored um so like before a race especially I'm like oh my gosh I'm I'm, I'm bricking it but then you know you, you just write your own story don't you you think you know this is gonna be good um I've, you know you've done the preparations if you go into anything in life you, you prepare to, to mentally you know be able to do that that thing whatever you're going to be doing and then you you do it so you know as long as you prepare then there's, no, there's nothing that you cannot do um yeah put 110% and you know as long as you try your best um that's the main thing and half the time just trying it you know you're doing a lot more than than you would have done without so yeah definitely a good a good thing um to have nerves again being out of your comfort zone that that's where you get nerves mm. but you don't you don't overnight you, you don't become confident in doing something without doing it do you you just got to keep on doing it doing it doing it until you become confident uh, and that's when it feels natural yeah absolutely I think yeah you're you're bang on it and I suppose if people are listening because we're going to chat a bit about comfort zone but um like I always think of think of it as like concentric circles so your comfort zone's in the middle and then there's a bit of a kind of growth stretch zone and then there's a panic zone out of there and I think the sweet spot is getting into that growth zone you know frequently enough that it allows us to expand the the comfort zone Mm. um and I think you know, often we think we can't do things, but like you've just described, unless you unless you give your give yourself a shot, unless you try something, you'll never know. I do think quite a lot of the time people wait for things like motivation to show up or wait for confidence to show up. But I think the bit that people miss is that they don't come unless we take the action. So like for confidence, like you mentioned, courage always precedes confidence like we can't be confident in something unless we've had the courage to try it so we build the muscle of confidence the more we do something and motivation's the same you take the scary action you see the result and then you're motivated to keep going whereas I think there's this myth probably in fitness but also just in life like I need to wait till I feel motivated or I need to wait till I feel confident and we're just we're waiting it's just a waiting a never-ending waiting game isn't it exactly and you know the social side of it as well you know social media doesn't play a good part in that you know if you if you spent all your day flicking and watching other people's progress mm. then you know not normally naturally you would become very um very nervous if you're looking at other people's progress because you're thinking oh my gosh look at them but at the same time you know we're all on our own path our own timeline um and however we succeed in in whatever we want to do is it's purely down to ourselves you know it's nobody else like if we took every social media account off everybody 
you know, we'd just be we'd just be plonked on the island, we'd just be here roaming about and we'd just be fending for ourselves. And I think that's how we should be doing everything in life. You know, we should basically listen to our bodies, listening to our our natural instincts and thinking, you know, what what do I want to do and how can I do it? Um it's not an easy thing. It's really not like I I'm an introvert naturally. I hate, you know, especially you know things like this for instance you know i i really it doesn't come naturally to me um oh can you hear me sorry yeah yeah yeah. yeah so it doesn't come naturally to me so when you know when i'm asked to do these things i would you know not naturally be like oh gosh like i am nervous but then again i'm excited at the same time so i just push myself in so like you just need to do it like whatever scares you is 99 percent of the time is going to build you it's going to make you stronger um and you know we'll only do that if we if we just push through you know if we again prepare ourselves if we if we truly believe that that thing is worth doing then give it a go like it's not we're never going to become weaker from doing that thing mm. we're always going to get stronger and we're always going to learn from it um if things have not worked out in the past again look at that and think you know it's not worked for this reason what have I learned from it what can I do better next time so yeah that's how I that's how I tend to look at things um now yeah and we're so on the same wavelength because that's I suppose my approach or philosophy about failure as well we don't learn unless we do stuff but I think there's a real hesitance from a lot of people excuse me to get out the comfort zone because we've that fear of failure but we don't you know we will never learn anything in life if we don't fail at something um so yeah I love what you said that and, I, and again just about walking your own path because everyone's everyone's experience or view or perception of the world and how they're living is very different and that's probably true of your comfort zone as well everyone's um size of comfort zone is different depending on how they've how they've lived their life yeah. I am um, in my previous career I remember being in you know in rooms full of people and you know, some people public speaking wasn't their thing. Now it just happens to be one of the things that I love doing. And actually, once someone hands me a mic, <laughs> they're hard. They're not going to get it back off me. It's harder to get me to, to be quiet. But that wasn't something that I've all that I've been born with. I remember at uni, I used to hate getting up and doing a presentation. I, I would get that exact same feeling that we just spoke about with the nerves and excitement, butterflies in my stomach, sweaty hands, and not not be looking forward to it at all. But because of the jobs I've had and what I've been exposed to, I've had to learn to get good at public speaking. And now it's something that I really enjoy. So it just shows that there'll be loads of things, I suppose, in life that are currently not in your comfort zone that over time will be become will become part of that comfort zone if we if we push ourselves to actually give it a go. And the bit that um I was gonna add in from what you said about knowing if it's what you really want because I think that's where the magic happens and that's what I'm really passionate about with my coaching is about people really knowing who they are and what they really want because if you can get those two things down when you're presented with something that feels like the comfort zone it's easier I think to take that step because you're in alignment I think there's a danger that people push themselves with things that you know they don't actually really want to do or um it's not aligned to their path of where they want to get to but they push themselves and then it just feels doesn't have a good energy doesn't feel good does it so I think it's it's knowing that you want that thing to be part of your journey yeah it might be scary and you've never done it before but like you say on the other side of that it's just 
yeah, so much. Um, I suppose it's realizing your potential, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And uh, you know, again, what you what you just said there about um, sort of making yourself align with what you wanted, want to be doing in life. You know, if you spend all your time again looking at other people and looking at these things um, that other people are doing, then you're not going to be you're not going to be focused on yourself. Um, mm. Like again, when in in university and things like, it's similar to you. Like I used to, I used to hate doing public speaking, and 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 you know, I used to be, I used to be, I find every opportunity to avoid it because I always mm. wrote my own destiny. I always wrote a story in my head, like, oh my god, I'm going to sound like an idiot. I'm going to mess it all up. Um, and that again, it's come, it just comes from mindset, doesn't it? If you if you think you're going to fail, then you probably are it's not from the lack of um it's not from your own ability it's because you you're telling yourself that this isn't going to go well so like in an interview you could you could tell yourself this is going to be really bad and it probably is whereas if you if you know you've done the preparation and you're preparing for for that particular thing and you're surrounding yourself with you know positivity then that's all you can do with anything like as long as you're trying and as long as you're doing it for the, the, the greater good and for, for yourself, which is, you know, primarily what, what we should be doing. We should always, before anything, just do it for yourself, you know, mm. look yourself and everything else will follow. So yeah, yeah definitely. I, I believe in that massively. Yeah. And what you said there around focus on yourself, I think that's, cause I think one thing that I, I probably observe people or one of the challenges people have is worried what other people think of them. You know, I'm not going to push, you know, lean into something or push myself or do something I've never done before because I'm worried what other people think. But actually, there's that, I can't remember exactly what the quote is, but everyone else is worried about themselves. You know, like, yeah. do you know, fo- focus on you. No one else is paying attention to what we, but we talk, you know, it's that story in our head. We tell ourselves that everyone's going to, you know, see us mm. fail, going to judge us, worried what they then think of us. But actually, no one's paying attention. So if everyone just focused on them and mm-hmm. had that, I suppose, kindness towards others and let them go on with their own journey then you know it might it might um pull some barriers down for some people 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree with that massively yeah so we i often when chatting to clients use like fitness and running and exercise as quite a lot of analogies for like life lessons because i think you can draw loads of parallels between it but what did was there anything danny that you kind of learned about yourself doing like throughout the challenge um more so in terms of you know my my own um my own path so again like looking at looking at that challenge um as it's just like a, a goal for instance you know so I, I set that goal it was a big one um I then broke it up into little stages again um small steps building 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 until I got to the end um the fact you know the final day of three day three six five um and, you know, that was massive for me because then, you know, looking back in the past before this challenge, I often set myself goals and I'd be like, right, I'm going to be this in the next 10 years time. Now, amazing, right? What what am I going to do in between? What, you know, the stepping stones, what they, what they're going to be for me to be able to get to A and B. And I, I never used to look at that, mm. um, uh, looking at that analogy in terms of, of, of life and, you know, career, relationships, whatever you look at it's it's often you know we, we often look at the end picture um but we we often sort of ignore the the little bits that go in between that so that's what i've taken 
more so in life now is you know looking at little things I can do just to make the bigger picture and make it a, a whole circle rather than you know flitting between things because you can you can get distracted you know there's a lot of distractions in life and you start to make decisions then that are impulsive you start to do things that, that don't align with how you how you feel um yeah that's you know it's part of the reason why I'm in Wales right now you know that's part of the reason why I've left you know my family are in Manchester I'm here it's not it's not for anything other than my own self um my self-care myself you know I came down wanting a, a better lifestyle looking at how I can be the person I want to be um and be in a place that I love so yeah like looking at small steps to be able to get to where I want to be is is huge and once them them steps are in place then you can start to look at the bigger picture and think you know look at the progress you've made it's like running up a hill you know you never I never tend to look up so I always tend to look down when I'm running up a hill because I if you look too far up the hill you'll get distracted you'll think oh my gosh that's how far it is it's miles away I'm never going to get there whereas if you keep your head or you keep your mind focused small steps left right left right you know keep on going up that hill you will reach that hill before you know it and then you're always looking at the next peak you know you're looking at the next hill you're looking at the next big dream or the next big goal you've got um so you need to yeah definitely keep keep the small goals never never tarnish them them little them little uh you know pockets of of, of goodness yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah brilliant I couldn't agree more I think often like you say people do goal setting and just focus on that getting a to b rather than thinking like there's loads of steps in between i even had this with a with another client we were chatting away about you know like your to-do list you know if you write down in the you know whether it's a week or month or day like all the stuff i've got to do but people can often just capture that as like one thing and it wasn't until we got into chat about it that you know doing the washing like a load of laundry is actually like six micro tasks it's like find all the dirty laundry load the washing machine put it on unload it put it in the dryer hang it up fold it iron it so we all you know rather than focusing on like the big goal it's thinking right how do I manage my time how do I manage my energy what's my expectation where have I got pockets to do all these micro tasks and I suppose the like goal setting is the same I often say to people about having you know, a, a long, medium and short term goals, because, you know, we can't just keep living for stuff that is 10 years away, like you said, because what are we doing for those, you know, day in, day out? Um, and I often talk about, like, I suppose people being on the pursuit of joy and happiness, because ultimately that's why we're all here, right? If you track any goal or any aspiration back, it's that sense of joy and happiness that, that is fulfilling for everyone. But on that journey from A to B, it's about how do you cultivate that, I suppose, that daily happiness and joy? How do you start enjoying the journey rather than the destination? And I can imagine for you, for the challenge, it was like uh, you, you maybe had pockets of this thought throughout the 365 days. But how do I enjoy day 12? Like, how do I, how am I present? How do I captivate the memories? Like, Am I listening to music? Am I with nature? Am I running with a friend? Like, how do I enjoy this run? It's not here in this moment. It's not about day three hundred and sixty-five. It's about enjoying this run. Does that resonate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. without a, without a doubt. Um, I I could often I do it now. You know, I, I go out for runs and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I'd love to do this. 
again, you know, I, I'm always thinking about what I'm going to be doing next. And it's only when you, you do take a step back and you think like, this is amazing. This is beautiful right here, right now. You know, I, for for one, I'm, I'm running, which is something I never, ever could do. You know, I never ran in school. I was always the little, you know, little kid that always brought in a little fake uh, letter from, from my mum saying that I couldn't take part in PE because I was always nervous. You know, I was, I was a lot heavier than I am now. I wasn't able to run. I wasn't able to do all these activities because I, you know, there's a lot of people stronger than me. Um, and, you know, looking, you know, looking at them, they're like, oh my God, they're, you know, I'm not, I cannot be that person. Now, yeah, it resonates to me because I, I know for a fact that if I'd have had this mindset back then, where I didn't care about anything else, you know, if it was my own mental, um, my own mental strength and my own mental health, I would just do things for what I do, what I love and, and what, you know, for the reasons, the, all the right reasons. Um, so yeah, definitely resonates like looking at, looking at that. Um, I think if I looked at, again, doing things, um, doing things for the now, like I, I was on a run last week, I ran up near one of the places near where I, where I live um and yeah looking at where I live now looking at my life and everything I, I'm, I'm happy and that is all that matters isn't it if, you, if you're doing things for your happiness and your own self you know for, for yourself that's that's the main thing um take that away from you the, the the joy you get from doing the things you love is purely what what makes us you know human um and if we're doing things that we, we don't love doing, then, you know, we have to ask ourselves why, what, what, why, how can we spend more time doing them things? Because predominantly that, that that's where we get our joy. That's where we get our, our the little light, you know, the spark that's inside of us. Um, and we just keep on going. Uh, so yeah, not looking too far ahead, living for now and living without pleasing others. It's a very selfish thing to say, you know, it is very self selfish, but, you know, if we put ourselves first, we can then love other people more. We can we can understand other people more, and we can, you know, we can find people that are aligned to what we believe in. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And even challenge that um, that thought process of it being selfish because I don't think it is. I think it's the most selfless thing to do because, like you say, you know, if if we're not looking after ourselves and that might be mind body and soul you know whatever lights you up or fills up your tank or whatever analogy you want to use then we then we can't we can't serve others we can't be good bosses we can't be good sons daughters wives partners whatever you know so I yeah I do think and and even by I suppose by labeling it as selfish like you then there's that it comes with that guilt of you know spending the time or the energy putting yourself first but actually I think that's a, a life lesson to live by is like, li- like let go of that because we sh- it's that classic. And I, oh, I keep, I keep finding myself saying this on the podcast. Like I hate cliches and then I end up coming out with them, but it's the, <laughs> it's the old one where you're on, on an airplane. You have to put your own oxygen mask on first before anyone yeah. else's because otherwise mm-hmm. you're no good. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, if we take that analogy and, and live our life by that, that concept, you know, how are you looking after your own wellness? Like really holistically, mm. um, yeah not selfish at all Danny you're absolutely fine with that when this is a bit of a um additional question because it was a bit of a follow-up from what you said about not necessarily taking part in PE at school and all of that sort of stuff but you found a love for running Mm. and I quite often I was quite a sporty kid when I was at school and have been active throughout my life and I worked in sport so 
but I do think folk need to find their own their own way with it you know I often speak to a lot of people that haven't been active as a kid and it's just because PE like a lot of school systems in my own personal opinion aren't fit for everyone you know they 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 support the uh, I don't know a group of kids that are academic and fit in the school structure but I think a lot of kids don't and we don't accommodate them and PE is one of those things as well like physical education so I, I find a lot of people leave school and if they've not been sporty as a kid they're just they just don't really engage with it at all and I love that's why I love your journey and your story about finding running and now it's a major passion in your life what like does that does that resonate with you in terms like find like and how did you find running like if there was people listening thinking like I'm never active I hate it I've got a really bad experience of of being a kid in school and whatever whatever people's story is like what's your I suppose message or and I'm just throwing this at you blindly so <laughs> apologies um, but it's just fascinated when you said that because I didn't realize that was part of your your story so it's it's something I believe in massively to be honest like it's, it's funny you say this because this is like looking at you know the next big challenge the next big thing you know I, I really want to push um I want to push that that sort of mentality and uh, you know the support again because it you know the PE systems in my in my opinion you know it's one size fits all you know you're either you're either on board or you're off there's no one-to-one coaching there's no there's nothing like that um and on the flip side as well you know it's a very um you know it's it's predominantly you know people with a higher income you know family that have higher incomes in school looking at them now they were the fittest ones. They had the, all the nice equipment, you know, they'd have the nice shoes, they'd be, they'd be dressed to, you know, succeed. Um, so there's a lot of um, segregation in that sort of side of things as well, I think. Um, so like looking at that, you know, I would absolutely, um, if I could go back now, um, I would tell myself that, you know, I can do this. I am, we're all human. I'm, I can do what I want to want to do and you know when you find a re- your why um that's when you start to do it so you know my why is what why do I run is it's for my mental health you know I run because I feel alive when I'm outside I find new places to 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 run I I'm exploring um I'm out in the the nature um and that's something I never ever had the time to do when I was younger because I was always trying to um do the things other people wanted me to do as well so you know I'd, I'd be joining different clubs for whatever reason but at the same time you know I didn't enjoy it because that wasn't me um you know my, my family are very you know working class they really it supported me in anything that I did but at the same time you know I I know for a fact that running is something I've found recently and I, I want to push you know, for as many people just to find something they love doing, one thing, one thing they can push to just do and, and do it for themselves. Um, yeah. And again, again, like if I could, if I could literally in the next challenge, you know, I've, I'm looking at how I can, um, how I can fund as many people as well. If I, if there's a, a way of going into the system and thinking, you know, how, how can I make physical education a, you know appeal to the wider audience how how can everybody feel inclusive of you know it's free like we, we don't have to have the, the the best equipment we don't have to do, have any of that we just need to be able to have the options and you know without without having to pay an arm and a leg just to do it because it, it should be free you know you can do these things 
on out, yeah, out outdoors doesn't cost anything. We just need to get out there and explore. So yeah, long winded answer, but um, I hope that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think um, we'll come back to the the, the next chance because I actually I was intrigued to know if you had anything in the pipeline. So that wasn't planned at all. But yeah, there's almost um, I suppose a couple of approaches. Like you talked about mindset. So it's about, I suppose, empowering. And this this could be true of adults that haven't found what they love yet as well, not just, you know, just kids in PE, but shifting that mindset around you can do something versus you can't. But also, I suppose, looking at the wider benefit, like you described, and I think there's more and more people are drawing the connection between looking after their mental well-being by moving their body and understanding how the two, two are connected. Um, but also finding something that you love like you've come across running and for other people it might be Zumba or I don't know horse riding or I don't like gymnastics whatever it could be but I think that's maybe one of one of the challenges in in that schooling environment where you know if you don't like football you've not got much hope or if you don't like you know I'm from Scotland we played a lot of rugby at school rugby and hockey but if they're not your sport you know there's more and I suppose that's one of the benefits of, you know, we're recording this as the Commie Games are on, you know, the, there's a massive variety of how to, you know, and it might even not be sport in the traditional sense. It might just be moving your body, you know, right. even if sometimes I'll, and again, I suppose that link to mental well-being is how do you shift your energy and raise your, I suppose to have joy and happiness, isn't it? Sometimes I'll just dance around my flat, chuck some tunes on and, you know, be out of breath after a couple of big bangers, but um, but it is, it's just moving your body, isn't it? And getting the blood flowing, getting those endorphins released, and mm. yeah, I think that, I think some of that that we've just tried about is just a different approach, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And like again, it's it's making it's making that time to to have have confidence in yourself and and be able to sort of stray away from the the social uh, pressures that, that that maybe you know having doing something because you look you know you think you look silly I in the first three months of me running the, the challenge I was scared to go outside in um you know anything less than a long sleeve t-shirt or a jumper because I I, I was bigger than I am now and I was very nervous I I, I often went outside and I was like I you know everyone's looking at me this is I shouldn't be doing this and when I started to actually enjoy it was when I went on the runs in a vest top you know something similar I'm wearing now you know just going out there and feeling feeling alive because I was doing it for for myself you know I wasn't looking I've got my earphones in I was listening to music I was I was living um and in, not in a single moment in that time when I was looking at anybody else thinking that I look stupid because you know you're doing that for yourself and nobody should ever take that away from you no if you're doing it for yourself and if you're doing it for whatever reason then that that is beautiful in itself isn't it because that that is that takes a lot that it, it does it takes a lot to to think about yourself because we're very much loving you know we, we like to give other people before we give ourselves that's how we that's how we are as, as humans isn't it um but you know the, the best we can only do what we can for other people if we we look after ourselves so yeah and it's that I suppose that sense of pride in ourselves isn't it yeah. we can do something and push ourselves mm-hmm. and that's that getting out of the comfort zone but again isn't it if we if we push ourselves and try something it's that sense of pride um and self-satisfaction I suppose yeah um 
I should have, you know, when you just said there about in your ring kit, I should say I have Danny literally got in from a run tonight and jumped straight on to record the podcast. So fair play. <laughs> um, when we were, when you were chatting about like the next challenge, is that how you, like, I suppose, is that your mindset around things? Like, do you thrive off? I know we chatted a little bit about goal setting, but do you thrive off like putting a challenge out there into the universe and, and committing to something? Yeah, I massively, like without a doubt. I I know for a fact if I set myself a goal like that, um, and you know, charity is massive for me. I, I really believe in, in fundraising. I love charity work. Um, I love, you know, everything that, that come uh, you know that comes together with that so yeah definitely a challenge to me is for myself it's for, you know I can give back to somebody you know it can either be a charity or it can be a person or what whatever I'm doing that for um yeah the, the, the challenges are where I, I I thrive I love it um and it has you know I've not done one since the 5k challenge because life has got in the way um you know I, I remember coming up to the end I was like what's next or well, why, why am I why was I thinking about that next you know when I was literally in the challenge you know I was enjoying myself then so it was just when the time's right you know that that challenge wasn't I wasn't ready to do another one um now I am stronger mentally I'm in a place that I love so yeah I, I I'm ready now for for that next big thing yeah Nice. Oh, I'm excited to see how that unfolds. Um, you mentioned earlier about accountability and um, and using like your social media and all that sort of stuff to to create accountability, I suppose. And um, I, I suppose with my coaching and my philosophy of the world, it's all it's taken a unique approach because I think we all need different forms of accountability. Once we know what who we are as an individual, we can then I call it a bit like life hacking, but effectively you're creating the right environment for you to succeed mm -hmm. so I suppose when you were when, you know you set out on race number one of the first day that I suppose that knowing that you were going to post it to an account that would that you would show up every day like mm. that's an amazing form of accountability um and I'd be the same I'd quite often need external motivators and factors yeah. to for me to for me to be accountable but was there anything else that you, did that just kind of come about naturally or was that quite pl part of the planning or was there other forms of accountability that you needed that helped you get through that whole year um the whole thing was you know like setting the so again with all the doubters and everything else I wanted to literally say you know this is this is what I'm going to be doing I put it out there um and again it was just a diary really it was it was mm every day I wanted to be able to sort of put it out there and say like this is this is day one this is day two and be able to sort of you know just put put my own little take on it there um again with the charity side of things as well I wanted to you know fundamentally raise a lot of awareness so that it's you know money for, for these charities so it was a it was a good way of of sort of getting their story out there as well as my own um sort of you know journey as well so yeah, but the accountability was was huge for me. Um, again, coming up to the, the, the you know the halfway stage, I looked at my account and you know all the, the people, the support that I was getting was unbelievable. Um, and yeah, we, we all we you know the accountability from the, the social media was was more about in the the first stages. It was about just putting my runs out there, but then it started to become a bit more you know networky and you know during the the pandemic as well that 
that was what I needed. You know, it was it was nice to be able to connect with people when we couldn't have physical connection. Um, it was to speak with people that you know I was very new to running, so it was nice to speak with other people that was new to running and looking at their journeys because that really motivated me. Um, it made it motivated me to want to, to do it every day because I was, you know, looking at everybody else doing these amazing things, and I was like, wow. It was it was a unique part of a part of time, part of our lives, you know, and, and we won't ever have hopefully never have a time like that again. But yeah, the, the social media was was huge. Um accountability is is massive as well. You know, yeah. if you if you it doesn't have to be social media, but you know, just making yourself accountable for for your own for your own journey, you know, just being cons- consistent with everything, you know, if you if you're really gonna succeed in something you do need to be consistent um it doesn't mean that you have to put every hour of every day into it it just means turning up for that particular time and just doing it daily you know making it a routine rather than something you do um every now and again Mm. yeah brilliant and you're right there's so many ways that you can build accountability into your life Mm. now like there's you know, it's online apps or tracking stuff or even finding a wee buddy and, you know, holding each other accountable. But I love, I can imagine as well, for especially on using Instagram, being able to track your progress and be able mm. to look back and remember all the runs. Or I know you talked about obviously the weight loss and the building the community. So there's probably things that you can now reflect back on, which is amazing that you can see the progress throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, my, my most favourite runs were the ones where um, I'd meet people that I met on the account. You know, I, I I did that very, I wouldn't say often, but, you know, for the first five months, it was very solo. But then, you know, when start, things started to lift again, I was able to, you know, travel around a little bit and then, you know, just do these runs with people that I'd met online, which is mad, isn't it? Like, you know, the connections that we make on these on these journeys are very special and like I look I literally look back this evening I was going I was showing people that I live with and I was looking back and I was like oh that that's the day where I ran on Christmas day and that's the day that I ran there but then you know flicking back even further it's like you know this is a journey that I'm proud of um every day wasn't perfect you know I had my ups and downs I had days that I didn't want to go out I had you know COVID at one point I ran around my garden um I you know, running the snow, running the rain, but, you know, ultimately I turned up and, you know, the consistency was there. Um, and it was, it was all about that journey, isn't it? It's not perfect. Nothing ever, is ever going to be perfect. And if we strive to be perfect, then that's, that's bonkers. We need to, we just need to turn up. Like we all have ups and downs and that that's, that's okay. Isn't it? Like that's fine. Yeah. As long as we build, 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 then that's, that's the main thing we can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think you wise words about letting go of of that kind of perfectionism mm. or setting the expectation or the bar too high. Um because often that's just setting us up for failure straight away rather than success. So I think it's, you know, going into something like that with yes, consistency and commitment and discipline, but also a lot of self-love, self-compassion and self-kindness for what it's going to look like. Um but I love that reflecting back and um there's that quote that says something about don't look back you're not going that way and I think that's so unhelpful because actually the power of reflection of where you know as as we get closer to point b in the a to b journey 
point A is further, further in the distance. But often if we don't look back, we don't see how far we've come. And I think that in itself is so empowering um, to acknowledge. I think like you described earlier about when you're out running up the hill, you know, you keep your head down. But as soon as you reach the peak, you're on to the next one and the next one. And I think that's part of human nature, always kind of striving, particularly if you're goal orientated. There's always another thing to achieve. Yeah. But often that lack of pausing and reflecting on how far we've come, you kind of lose sight of, God, look mm. how much look how much ground we've gained, you know, and and, and celebrating that. Exactly, yeah. It's just a celebration, isn't it? We we mm-hmm. need to celebrate them small wins because fundamentally, if we don't, we will fall off. You know, we'll fall off the wagon. We can't we can't go hundred miles an hour all the time. We need to mm. take a we need to reflect because. You know, there can be there can be ways we can do things better. There can be different um, there can be different paths we can go on, but they're not going to open up to us until we take a step back, or you know, just just take just take a step. You know, just pause, just pause, reflect, and evaluate with everything. Um, then we can truly make decisions based on how we feel, rather than you know the the setting goal. You know, I'm going to get there, and this is how I'm going to do it because it doesn't work like that. You know, mm. sometimes they have to take 10 steps back to make like you know to make step forward yeah. and that's you know, we're, we're, we're we're all we're all doing things for ourselves and we need to that's all we ever should do yeah we're all on our on our own path or on our own race or whatever running sporting analogy you want to use but yeah I love that if Danny if people are listening thinking right this comfort zone business sounds like the one and wants to like push their own comfort zone or get out their comfort zone like what would be your advice for folk embarking on that journey? I think, um, again, fundamentally, we, we need to be able to to align ourselves with why. Uh, we need to know why we're going to be doing that, okay? So, you know, if, you're, if you've got a big dream, if you've got a goal, if you've got a race, if you've got a, a, a career that you, you aspire to, to get to, then why? why? Why do you want to get there? Is it is it personal? Is it, you know, is there other factors coming into it? Um, you know, socially, are we, are we looking at other people? Are we looking at what they have? And we're thinking, you know, I want to have abs like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or I want to have as much money as, as whatever, Obama. Um, but why, you know, like, again, is it, is it going to make us happy? You know, we don't know that. So that, you know, what's going to make us happy is, doing the things for now it's going to be stepping outside that comfort zone and yeah even if it's a small thing like if you spent every day doing something that's out of your comfort zone even slightly then you're going to make them steps to become stronger and then you know you're going to be a very different person in six months time It's, it's not about it's not about any anything other than yourself is it um but yeah the comfort zone again like it's it's something that I truly believe in now. I wouldn't have said this a couple of years ago because I'm, I'm very, I'm a very different person now to, to what I was. But I think the, the best things grow out of the comfort zone. If it's, if that's anything to go by, you know, I'm not, I'm not preaching anything. This is a very again personal thing, but um, I think the comfort zone is a special place because you're able to grow. You're able to become somebody that you never thought you'd be able to do. And that that can be massive for yourself. Um, there's no external factors. You're doing it for yourself. It's very selfless um, to, to do that. Um, and yeah, 
take pride in yourself just just do it you know don't think about anybody else push and you know big things will come and things will get better I love that thanks so much for sharing I suppose all like all of your wisdom and your journey and you just are I suppose a, a classic testament to what what you can achieve the other side of your comfort zone you know you're I suppose that holistic well-being the people you've met the feeling joy and happiness living your best life it's all on you know all on the other side of of pushing out that comfort zone so Danny thank you so much for joining us on the podcast that's been it's been a pleasure to talk to you and just yeah love your love your outlook on life loved it Nicola thank you so much I hope people enjoy listening to the rambles as well like I I go on myself but you know it is all for the greater good I hope yeah (laughs) absolutely thanks so much Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so that next week you can join us again.